welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Picking my teachings from the subject of the month, which is the next glory. And uh, I'm going to teach, it's not going to be direct, but it's going to link to the next glory. Amen. And uh, lift up your right hand and talk to God. Speak the language of the Spirit. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask Him to speak to you. Ask Him to communicate to you. Ask Him to communicate His word. Say, Lord, I want your word to bless me this morning. Father, visit us this morning by your word. Let your word bring us transformation. Let it bring us direction. Let it bring illumination to the simple. And let it bring correction in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm preaching on the subject, obedience to God. Obedience to God. That word obedience is the most important thing to the believer or to God concerning the believer. Obedience. And every single word of God in the Bible directly connects to the word obedience. But unfortunately, it's a subject that when it's mentioned, the children of God react negatively to it. So you go to many of our church services and you hardly hear a sermon on obedience. Because at the mention of obedience, maybe because of the slave trading, it has affected especially the mentality of the black Christian. So when the word obedience is spoken of, it looks like somebody is forcing you to obey rules and commands. And at that point, we naturally react. Nobody in this world will want to be in prison. The reason is that in prison, you are directed what to do. You cannot do what you want to do. But you see, the obedience that God talks about is an obedience that emanates from the heart of the Christian. When we freely, willingly, knowingly, consciously, in character, want to obey the Lord. Obedience to God must be the reason why you want to be a Christian. Because the measurement of your maturity in the Lord is not determined by when you came to the Lord, but at what level have you obeyed the Lord? A Christian's maturity 
is not even about what he has done for the kingdom, but at what level he obeys the Lord. So Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. God will always connect his goodness to obedience. God will always connect his blessings to the obedience of his people to his word. In the absence of obedience is the absence of God's blessings. So, obedience must become our lifestyle. Tell somebody be obedient to the word of God. Obedience is the centrality of God's word. From Genesis to Revelation, anytime God will cultivate a relationship with man, it is centered on one thing. That the people will obey him. When God is relating to us, he relates to us based on his word. And the purpose for him telling us his mind, the mind, the word of God is the mind of God. The word of God is the counsel of God. The word of God is the decision of God. The word of God is the instruction of God. The word of God is his wish for you and I. So God will not speak to you just for you to hear. It is more blessing to do the word you hear from God. Because it is in the doing, it is in the obeying that you uncover the blessing that was in the word. Every word of God carries a blessing. Even hallelujah carries a blessing. Even Hosanna, Hosanna is blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. It carries a blessing. So why will God speak to you? Why will you give attention to God's word when you are not ready to obey it? God will only speak to you when, he's, when you have, your blessing is due. And look at me, child of God. If you will recover all that you have lost in COVID, if you will stand in this turbulent time, do you know that there is chaos all over the world? Globally, there is chaos. There is instability. The economy of mighty nations, forget about your Ghana. Mighty nations, US of A, France, Canada, Germany, China. Economies are shaking. UK. You talk about fuel prices, go check your relatives in UK and US. Every system of the world is shaking. If you and I will survive this, eh? and remember we are in the third world, third world country. That means that because we depend on these people. So when the economies are shaking, if you are not well rooted in your God, eh? you will work in many compromises. But today I'm praying that we'll end the service in prayer. Praying that Lord, help me passionately, zealously obey your word. Somebody say a big amen. amen. In Genesis chapter 4, the whole chapter or the beginning of the chapter, we see 
the story of Cain and Abel. Say Cain and Abel. And we all know the story because of time. I wouldn't want to replay. But I will take out the, what I want to say. So Cain and Abel were due to worship God in sacrifices. Are you here? And Cain wanted to serve God in his own way. He wanted to offer sacrifice in his own way. He wanted to worship God in his own way. And still expect that God will accept his sacrifice. Abel and Cain, they knew God's standard. But Cain chose to go out of his own way. And worship God in his own way. And expected that God will accept any kind of worship. It is two different things. To worship God and for God to accept your worship. And for information, worship is not singing. Christians get to know that. Worship, so, so the worship, we are worshiping. In fact, that is adoration. That is that aspect of worship we call adoration. So that is not worship, it's the life you live. That is, you see, when you read the Bible, there is something we call the law of first mention. Say the law of first mention. When you are reading the Bible, the first place a word appears, that scenario carries the import of that word. So when you are reading the Bible and you see worship, where do you see worship? Where do you see praise for the first time? Where did you see the love of God for the first time? You have to pay attention to what that part is saying. So when Cain wanted to worship God, he, he, he deviated from the standard that God has set. And in disobedience, he wanted God to still recognize him and bless him. But the Bible said at the end, God rejected Cain and Cain's offering. An offering is not just money. We don't just offer money. We offer many things out of our lives. We offer our time. We offer our energy. We offer our intellect. We offer our space. We offer our lives. And everybody, today I told someone that there are many fake people in the kingdom of God. They look very religious, but they are fake. They look very passionately for God, but they are fake. They are fake because the only definition God will give to a fake Christian is a child of God that looks religious, but very disobedient to God's word. And that is why it looks like God cannot help his church. That's why it looks like the church is praying and nobody is, being, is breaking through because I can see you well-dressed, eh? but I don't know you. That is why sometimes it's difficult for me to say, I'm recommending this person for this job or this person for this marriage because you can, you can see somebody in a nice suit, eh? but the guy is a terror. That you know him. So one day God told his people, he came to visit his place. Said, you, some of you, most of you, you worship me with your lips. 
But you see, your heart, your heart is far from me. Why was he talking about the heart? Because in the heart, he said, with the heart, a man believes unto salvation. Obedience emanates from the heart of a man. If somebody decides not to obey you, eh, you will do it. Eh? The people are still fighting at the Azonta steel plant. They are still fighting. Eh? They have refused to surrender to Russia. They, will, they, will, they, have, they, are, they are fighting today. That. So God is looking at our heart. When we win the battle in our heart, we will win the battle in life. If our heart can submissively receive the word of God and obey the word of God, life will flow in the power of God. Can I hear a big amen? You will realize that in the Old Testament, no one fell in trouble with God until he disobeyed, he, he disobeyed God. It applies also in the New Testament. You, you realize that God is fine with everyone. God will be fine with you until you disobey him. Then you see that he begins to pull triggers. Because behind every disobedience is a loss. Behind every disobedience is a loss of glory. It's a loss of blessing. It's a loss. It's a loss. When Judas decided to deny and, and rebel because the, the opposite of obedience is what? Rebellion. The Bible said that he lost his apostleship. Every act of rebellion to God's word, every act of disobedience to God's word will lead you to a loss. You will lose. And that is what God doesn't want us to God doesn't want us to get into that level where we lose God wants us to be blessed what is the benefit to God if his children are not blessed what is the benefit to God if his children are cursed God wants his church to be mighty powerful blessed happy but you see outside obedience Man can never be happy in God. Outside obedience. You know, when, 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 when the Lord was putting in my heart that have a service called spying the land, you know, I looked at the cost. The cost is so much. You, you have no idea how much it cost us to do that service. It was not an ordinary service. It was so much, I said, ah, that money could be given to the contractors so that we, we can push the work to the next level but it was it was quite an amount you saw the things we we put in place it's just like a crossover bill but you see when you look at things according to your senses and do some calculations like the way we're going to pay tight you do calculations i mean this one, i mean ye hundred i mean ye 200 i mean ye 50 when you do those calculations here you will end up disobeying God. And when you disobey God, it will cost you. Yeah. And all of us have scenarios where we disobeyed God and we paid for it. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. 
And some of them, when you pay for it, you don't get the opportunity to even recover. May the Lord deliver us from disobedience. I said, may the Lord deliver us from disobedience. Underlining every quotation in the Bible. That's why I'm not so impressed with people who quote too many scriptures. When you quote too many scriptures, it doesn't mean that God loves you. When you obey too many scriptures, it means that you love God. Do you understand? Like quoting, quoting. I, 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 don't, I don't easily get, some of you get impressed. When somebody's quoting plenty, it's good. It's a good exercise that we should all learn. But quoting too many scriptures, it doesn't mean that you are close to God. It is when you obey too many scriptures, then we know that you actually love God. You actually love your Savior. You actually want to know Him. You actually want to grow in Him. This is the reason why you must spend time to do morning devotion on your own. After we finish praying from 4.30 to 5 a.m., don't go inside the blanket. Some of you do top up. <laughs> it's like, oh, what men that's so 30 minutes. Into the, into my city alarm, 5.30. Number they are sheep. I mean, that we intentionally brought it back to 4.30 so that after 5, from, so I trained you from 5, I disturbed you from 5 to 5.30. It was a program. I had a plan. So by the time I stabilized you from 5 to 5.30, I knew that I can push you to 4.30 to 5. So that when you wake up, the first one hour, you give it to the Lord. You will spend time. You will read. You pray. You meditate. You plan for the day. In one hour. You can't grow in the spirit without spiritual disciplines. You must have disciplines to grow. So if you want to become a doctor and you go to school. Or any, you want to be a marketer. Or you want to be an accountant. Every subject you read in school. It's actually called a discipline. So everything you want to become, you must develop certain disciplines. And you see, you can't grow in the Lord. You can't enjoy God. You cannot enjoy Christ without obedience to his word. Many of your struggles will come to an end if you can begin to make a choice to obey God irrespective of the circumstance. Can I hear a big amen? I heard somebody say that I can't obey all the Ten Commandments. I can't, I can't obey. In fact, you are not instructed to obey. God is not, is not pushing you to obey the Ten Commandments. There's only one commandment you should obey. There's only one commandment you should keep. There is only one commandment you should desire all the days of your life. That all the days of your life, you will obey what God says. Because there is this um, a man in Rwanda or Uganda or so. Something, something Koli or what? He's, he's, he's a rebel. The reason why he started his re rebel group is based on the Ten Commandments. I've forgotten his name. Omar Shishan is from another U.S. They look for him. Uh, he doesn't use phone. He doesn't use anything. <laughs> I don't know how they communicate. Whether they speak to birds, and the birds will go. I don't know. But if you go go and search, 
Something coli or forgotten. I used to have it in my mind. Coli or coli. The reason why he started his rebellion, his rebellic group, is that it's based on Ten Commandments. So God is not wanting you to go and learn all the Levitical laws, the ceremonial laws. That's what people say. God has delivered us from the law of Moses. The law. But you see, it's a, it's a surface something. If you study your Bible and study scriptures and study well, you will get to know. Not that you realize. You will get to know that the, the laws of Moses are divided into three. Ceremonial, civil, and moral. What we don't need are the ceremonial because now we don't kill you can't bring me cow and say as you kill cow here. We don't. Then the civil. The civil was for the community of Israelites then. There at that time, they were not paying VAT. They were not paying E-Levy. They were not, they were not having this kind, of, this kind of leaders we have in-house, international. They didn't have all that. They didn't have all the laws we have now. Our civil laws are different. So we can't move with those laws. But with the moral law, you see that Christ came to move it higher. So moral law, like when you catch an adulterer, stone the adulterer to death. When Jesus came and the, the adulterer, was, they were chasing the woman. When he met them, he took the thing to the next level. The reason God was telling them they should kill the people was because he didn't want adultery amongst them and that the blood of Jesus was supposed to save sinners. So when the woman met Jesus, Jesus didn't encourage them to stone him. He stopped it there. So our obedience to God will take us into maturity, growing in the Lord, not getting stuck at one place. We have too many Christians who are stuck in the Lord. They are stuck. They are not growing. They just get happy. We just get happy when we get money. That is all. We, we just get happy. When you see a charismatic Christian happy in church, eh, check his, 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 his balance. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you let Elijah pour fire from heaven. He will not be happy. He will not be, will not be moved. I mean, God has not come. I'm not a pastor. It's cash I want. So when they get cash, then you see that the Christian, or car, like we're changing the car. Oh, you suck a any day. That is passing. Like now, when you are changing the gear, it's with ease. Then it goes. You know, even when you park the car, when you come out from your car, you don't even know that you have not even put off the engine. Then you see that the person's walking into the auditorium is different. But but you see, this same brother, I mean, when he was using to do to, to, to car, when he's coming, he's frowned his face. But this is a brother who has been gifted with this, the a gift of speaking in tongues. He's not happy that he can speak in tongues. He's not happy that he's in a country where he can go to church. You know, Friday, who, who, who was here on the Friday prayer meeting? Miracle. When I was about to finish, I ministered to Sewa. You know, when I was coming to church on Friday, her name kept coming. And God said, make sure she's in church. Instead of me calling, 
I was reluctant. I said, God, I want to test this thing. Me too. I'm testing the prophetic. So I will see. And say, what does it come for miracle hour? When was the last time you saw her? Umba. But just when I started preaching, she stepped in. And I ministered to her sister. I had no idea that the sister, that day, the sister's, that day, the Friday was the sister's birthday. Now, I'm connecting it to something because I gave her an instruction. And she said, oh, that, I had the, I saw her in the hole. She's outside the country. I had the, I saw her in the hole. Until they be, be sending me, I want the link to your church services so that I can, you see, so you, it's a blessing eh, for you to wake up today, bath, drive, and find a church and come and sit down quietly and be blessed with the word of the Lord. Yeah, I thought you were clapping. Wait till you travel for holidays or something. Then you'll be there six months. No church. And sin is growing all around you. People say they are Christians. They are doing the same thing. Some are dating old women. Some are dating old men. Some are doing this. Some are doing that. And you are there. You can't have a brother to say hallelujah. You can't. Then you see that, yay, Senna is a blessing to be a local champion. <laughs> you have no idea. You meet a rich woman, old woman, 53 years, 62 years. He wants you as a lover. You are 28. And he said, I will seal your papers. You stay with me. You have access to my properties. Even my dog, I've willed $4 million to how much more you. Think about this. Think about it. Ha! I'm telling you, some, most of us won't survive that. You will forget all the oils that has come on your head. And say, Lord, this one, for the sake of the kingdom, we have become all things for all men. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of someone. Usually, those who disobey God are people who actually didn't want to obey God. So they, we always try to look out for loopholes in God's word. Where can I swerve the thing? So as for the Titan thing there, a buyer, hey, we are in the New Testament. So we are looking for a, a, a loophole when it comes to holiness. Hey, the mercy of God will speak for us. So they actually don't want to obey God. But they initially were farming. Everybody's obeying. So Charlie, let's obey. So during the COVID, we actually saw those who actually were obeying God. After the COVID, we know that people who actually were not stable in the kingdom have been swept off. But we are praying that the Lord will bring them back to the place where they will flourish and to the place where they will be blessed again. You see, in God... It is not maybe. God's word is not compromise. It's either yea or nay. It's either yes or no. But many of us, our life eh, is maybe so. <laughs> Anytime you have, you need to check yourself. That is how I preach. This is my style of preaching. Every pastor has a style. Some pastors never come to building. 
they don't build a, they don't build a Christian. They only keeps pouring God's blessings on them. And that is their calling. But my calling is that I push you till you mature until you can stand independent before the Lord. Then you can also mature another Christian. You will only get angry with my preaching when you have decided not to grow. But God wants you to grow. Because you are not just a Christian. It's not, it doesn't matter. When you go to heaven, they won't take you there because you're a Christian. They will take you there because you're a kingdom man. You're a kingdom woman. You are someone who helped and contributed to the kingdom. Yes. But for you to... We, no, we, we cannot just be happy. We must be significant. We must die empty. When you are dying, and there should be no resource in you. You have used your brains. You have used your energy. You have used your heart. You have used your faith. You don't die with your faith. Use, exercise your faith. And let your faith be so strong that it pulled others into the kingdom of the Lord. You can never grow in the Lord when you walk in disobedience. You can't. And that is some of us are problem. Disobedience will give you short joy. But soon when the joy is over, you realize the damage it has caused to your destiny. Hallelujah. The only gateway that assures you of your next glory is the gateway of obedience to God's word. Today, as I was preparing at 4 a.m., I was praying that God, let the spirit of obedience rest upon my life, rest upon the church members, rest upon the church, the spirit of obedience. When a church is drowned in the spirit of obedience, it becomes a dangerous church. It becomes a church that cannot be stopped. It becomes a church of fire. You know, there are fake fires. There are a lot of, you know, I, I move in the prophetic and discernment. So if you come to me and you lie to me and I don't tell you that you are lying, you should rather cry whilst you are going because I've uncovered you and I've marked you down. That gift is with me, naturally. I didn't have to pray about it. So, and if you come to me and you lie to me, it is a blessing for me to tell that you are lying. If I'm able to tell that you are lying, you, you will see that. But when you are lying to me and I keep quiet and I pretend like I don't know that you are lying to me, I mark you down. Anytime you speak, I will not trust you again. But I'll be laughing with you. Oh, how are you? But don't, don't go out thinking that, ah, I give them wrong information. I know it. If you like, try it. Yeah. You see, when we go, when we live lives before the Lord, and we think that we have tricked the Lord, we are funny. Say you are not living a holy life, and you got blessed. He gets to know you. He cannot commit kingdom matters into your hands. 
you crash every that's why before you can rise to the pinnacle of offices in companies eh, they do background check unless their position is useless no if you want to be a cup bearer to the king you know the check they'll check they'll check and check your blood your urine your stool even your friends they will tap your phone if they tap your phone in my right now do you think you qualify But the third, you see, and some of the job appointments can take like one year before they give it to you. You think they were just sitting there. They will check. They will even come to your church. They will even come to your area. They will even find a way to get to your siblings. They will know. They will investigate you. Then when they pass you, they give you the job. So by the time they've given you the job, eh, every move you make, they know it. Obedience to God keeps your atmosphere clean. Ready to receive the blessings of God. Let me wrap up in 10 minutes and I close. Give the Lord a clap of somebody. The signposts in God's word are not confusing. They are straightforward. You see, if you can help yourself to walk in obedience... So most of the times, it's not easy. I'm going to give you a scenario and I pray that I'll finish, but I'll continue from where I end in the second service. Unfortunately, in the first service, we are not online. It's intentional. But in the second service, we will put it online. The, the, when you obey God, it leads you to his blessings. It leads you to favor. It leads you to great things, greater things, greater glory. I have not seen a man who has consistently obeyed God and failed at the end. No. You won't fail. There is no failure in obedience to God's word. Because God's word does not fail. What will make God's word manifest to you is the obedience you apply to the word. Obedience, therefore, what is obedience? I've talked about this obedience man. Obedience, obedience. Obedience is aligning with God. Aligning with God through his word. Aligning to God's word. Lining up with God by his word. It is the most vital subject for your spiritual growth in the kingdom of God. Why is pastor talking about spiritual growth every time? It's because the more you grow, the more you stand to receive your blessings. You don't commit, no matter how many cars you have, you will not give a car, a Land Cruiser, a Jaguar to your six-year-old child to drive. No matter how he will convince you that he can drive, you will not. So though you are a prince, you are treated as a servant because you have refused to grow in the Lord. And I've prepared 20 ways to grow spiritually. I'll take it up one month. And I'll teach on how to grow spiritually. Because when you grow spiritually, even you get, you enter into higher spiritual authority. You access it because you already have it. Because you have Christ, you have spiritual authority. But your assessment, your operation in it is very important. How long do you want to be eating Toffee, milk. The word of God has many forms. 
toffee, smoke, bread. The word of God is bread. The word of God is honey, toffee. Toffee. <laughs> Most people want the toffee, the sweet part. And that is for young people. And it's okay. But if you are growing in the Lord, you are in terms of years in the Lord, and you are still stuck with muck, you become a burden to the kingdom. Because if you have a child, and the child is 10 years, and he's still stuck with breast milk, won't it be a problem? Even when your child is 3 years and he's stuck with breast milk, people say, hey, are they? no the child has become a problem. Medically, if you go and check, eh, there's a problem with the child. Because naturally, a child must be weaned after one year. Have you weaned yourself as a Christian? Have you weaned yourself? And see, when you come to church and pastor is preaching and you get angry, eh, pastor is talking about me, pastor is... You're a child. Because when you are growing... You take hard punches. <laughs> you take you, you 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 take hard punches when you are fighting and you want to be you want to be a, a, a Tyson Fury. You don't fight lightweight. There is place for they started from lightweight. Today they are fighting heavyweight. You are, you are not even at lightweight. You are at paperweight. You have been dead. And, and yet even paperweight they are defeating you. When you are a heavyweight champion in the realms of the spirit, you have stuck yourself at paperweight. Obedience is the reason why you will mature in the kingdom of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hand. Obedience will bring you your next glory. Obedience will help you maintain your next glory. Obedience will open the door for you when you obey God. And you obey God. Your life becomes beautiful. Scenario. A bit of it and I close. I will leave you hanging. So that when you go, you can key in on Facebook and follow. So I'm going to look at the scenario between Samuel. God, Samuel and Saul. God, Samuel and Saul. First Samuel chapter 15. I'm doing that in five minutes. I'm just whetting your appetite. In the second service, I'll dwell on that. Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey when we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word. What a glory says on our way while we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all trust and obey, oh trust and obey for the snow. So, First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. The Bible says, Samuel also said 
unto Saul. The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Give me a softer version of verse 1. I want you to know what that word hacking means. So please look at the scriptures, everyone. Look at the scriptures in your Bible. Look at it. Or if you don't have this version, just look at it on the screen. He said, now, listen to this message from the Lord. Another version. Now, listen to what the Lord Almighty says. Another version. Now listen and heed the words of the Lord. We are playing versions, Charles. Now listen again to what God says. Do you have more versions? Oh, you are finished. Now therefore listen to the words of the Lord. So the word hacking is that someone was actually telling Saul that Listen carefully to the voice of the Lord and obey. Listen carefully to the voice of the Lord and obey. It is no Old Testament. God deals with us via his voice. What has the Lord been telling you? concerning the situations you face in life and how have you obeyed his voice? Yes. You, you can't disobey God's word and expect him to listen to your prayer. Whoever taught you that, go and look for him and tell him that he did not preach the right sermon to you. When you obey God, your prayer life will flourish. Answers will come. And remember, answers are not always yes, yes, yes. Some answers are closed doors. Because there are some doors you ask God, God must close it. Because if you enter, you will never come back to him again. He said, listen to this and hear the voice of the Lord. Be careful to listen to God's voice and obey. Be sure to do it. Be sure to do it. You know when Jesus was on his journey to the cross, eh, he had one mission. He had one thing to obey. The master has sent him to come and die for mankind. He is not on earth. He wasn't here to make romantic love to Martha or Mary. He wasn't there to make a family. He was an, on an agenda. You think a 33-year-old man will not have romantic feelings for young ladies around him. He knew where he was going. He was obeying the words of the master. He's not supposed to marry. He's not supposed to sin. He's not supposed to drink with drunkards. He kept his focus because all that matters on this earth is the one you obey. He said no, I will not die in Capernaum. I will not die in Samaria. I'm supposed to die on Calvary. Whatever it will cost me, I will carry my cross. I will get to Calvary, 
and I will die on the cross on the third day God has promised that the spirit of the Lord will raise me up I came to speak to your spirit now I impart into your spirit the spirit of obedience the spirit of passionate obedience to the word of the Lord somebody shout I receive it passionate obedience the kingdom of God is, is, is not being seen because we have too many maybe so Christians passionate if we don't stand well and build our Christian life well the next generation will see another kind of Jesus that never tallies with the Calvary Jesus we know would have failed our generation because we could not hand over the church in its integrity to the Lord. The more we obey the master, the more we get the mindset of the master. The more we look like the master. The more we will not be few. Now you hardly get a Christian. I'm telling you. That's why the ladies are saying hey, the guys are not faithful. The, the, the guys are saying the ladies are not faithful. Because nobody's growing in the Lord. We all want to look worldly. Our weddings are worldly. Our naming ceremonies are worldly. Our parties are worldly. So where is, is there any joy in the kingdom? Can somebody be in the kingdom and have joy without pictures, without scenes of the world? Or anytime you want to be happy, you must go the way of the world. No. There is joy in the kingdom. There is joy in the Lord. But when we don't stay with the Lord, when we don't stay with the Lord, we would think that God is boring. But God is not boring. God is never boring. Until you get encounters with him, you would think that God is boring. But when you start encountering and enjoying God, eh, I say with boldness, I don't take alcohol. It does, I don't know why I should take alcohol. No, don't go to the beach, the, the club. But I am going to the club. Look at them. Say, because how am I going to even that? Even one leg, I can't even that. There is nothing joyful I find there. Because when you stay with God, God's word for a long time, and you get to know God, eh? God is sweet. You can't dump him and go for what devil. That's why Jesus, eh? he was hungry. Hungry. After 40 days and 40 nights, the devil comes to him. Turn the stones into bread. Turn it, turn it, turn it. As he has been telling you, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Jesus said, No man shall not live by bread alone but by and as he was saying it was not that fufu and tilapia was in his stomach he was weak and hungry but you see though the outward man perishes, the inner man is renewed there are too many carnal Christians I've prepared a sermon I'll teach you seven signs of carnal Christians the man is spiritual but he's carnal 
most of us will have eaten. You will quote another scripture. Anything that they lay before you, bless it and eat. Chop. They ask the devil, why didn't you add wine? I mean, uh, but Jesus said, uh, food for the stomach. The stomach for food. But God will destroy both it and them. Chop. 40 days of power is coming. Don't obey the devil. Obey God. Don't obey the water seller. Start informing him here on time. That uh, uh, 40 days of power is coming to From now on, when I come, do me good. Do me good. Because after some days, you won't see me. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone. If we will follow God and will be disgraced, let it be so. Yeah, but you can never follow God and you end up a mockery. Stop playing pillow low with God. He is standing there watching at looking at you. Can't hide, you know, pillow low, you can hide amongst men. But when you are hiding from God, like your child, you see, okay, 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 the is trying to trick me. You are four years. You want to trick me? Even your elder brothers couldn't trick me. You, they want to trick me. Daddy, close your eyes. And he's hiding behind the curtain. Then he will lift his voice. Daddy, you can't find me. Where will you be? <laughs> you are hiding behind the curtain, and you are telling me. So to him, it's like he's hidden. That is how we are before the Lord. God is omniscient. He knows everything. Let's get close to him. No matter how dirty we become, when you are dirty, go to your father. Let him massage you. Let him bat you. Let him strengthen you. Because the relationship, the covenant is forever. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering someone. I want you to close your eyes and pray. The Lord baptize me with a spirit that will zealously obey you. That will passionately obey you. A spirit that will passionately obey you. A spirit that will zealously obey you. Pray somebody. Pray somebody. Shagada gada gada gada. Lika pali baruke tele baraka. Shakala dada bakada baba shenda la bakatala. Mereke tele falabre kita. Sufali makena kasata. Telege dele kisatatea. Baptize us, O Lord, with a spirit that will passionately, zealously obey your word. Passionately, Makaya Nabaha, Intalalana Mahasataya, Rebelegazedenemekabalaba. Somebody pray for yourself. Pray that the spirit of disobedience that has ruled you, even as a child of God, even as a believer. God still loves you, but he wishes that you walk in obedience. He has designed that you will walk in obedience so that you will not forfeit the blessings, the open doors he has prepared ahead for you. Shandala Magadaba, Eyanala Manamakata, Mendele Makasotabaya, Ayagadagadabakapa, Lebraku Parekete, Palekotola Bakata, Eyamalagadababa. May the Lord give us a new heart in the name of Jesus Christ. 
that Lord we will obey you in every step we take we will not walk in disobedience again I pray for anyone here who has been walking in disobedience to God God has been speaking to you God has been speaking to you in certain areas of your life. God has been speaking to you to take certain steps of faith. God has been speaking to you to make certain you turns. God has been speaking to you to turn away from certain habits. God has been speaking to you to change direction in the course of your life. But you have adamantly, stubbornly disobeyed your father. Today, your father is saying to you I have forgiven you I have forgiven you I have opened my doors come my son come my daughter I will give you a fresh start you can begin with me wherever you are now and I will be with you I will take you through the course of life I will not leave you nor forsake you I don't leave my children I don't abandon my children. I am a loving father. I am your heavenly father. I am the father of the fatherless. The defender of the defenseless. The lover of the sinner. I welcome you home. Walk away from disobedience. Let the prodigal son leave the company of pigs and come to the company of saints this morning. I see all things new in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. Oh, the clap should be bigger. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.